bless the Lord. Come on, scream out and scream hallelujah. Come on, scream out hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I said the Lord, he is good. And he's worthy of all praise. If y'all were singing a tune with me, my hallelujah belongs to God. My hallelujah. They're going to get it. My wrong. hallelujah belongs to you. belongs to you. My hallelujah, my hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. Come on, lift it up and we sing. He deserves it. He deserves it. Adoration and glory, you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Sing all of the glory, all of the glory belongs to you. All of the glory, all of the glory. All of the glory, all of the glory belongs to you. Oh, all of the glory, all of the glory it belongs to you. Come on, you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Adoration and glory, you deserve it. We sing, we sing hallelujah, hallelujah, in the good times and in the bad times. I learned to bless them and I learned to give them glory. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah, sing all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. You God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love and kindness. God, we just want to give you glory today. We just want to give you praise. I pray, Heavenly Father, that your word in my mouth, give me what to say and how to say it. I will not take praise from you or your glory. So God, anoint my lips to clay. And God, we will give you honor. God, we will humble ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. All the glory belongs to you. All the praise belongs to you. We say you deserve it. You deserve it. Somebody say the Lord deserves all my praise. 
the Lord deserves all the glory. You know, I was pondering and I was realizing that we're chosen people. God has chosen us from the foundation of this world. One thing we always have to consider and understand, when you're walking with God, even your bad days are blessed days. I guess I'm in the wrong place. When you're walking with God, even your bad days are your blessed days. Because we got God's presence. We got his promises. No matter what we go through, we still count it joy because we have relationship with God. And oftentimes, we don't really know our purpose. It's because we're not really in tune to God. Too many people are not walking in their purpose because they are in wrong relationships with the wrong person or the wrong people. You wonder why your purpose is not being fulfilled? Check your surroundings. Check your relationships. Check the people that you have in your life. Sometimes that stops your growth. Do I got to witness anybody? Amen. I'm going to walk over here and grab this towel because I forgot it. Amen. Well, I'm not going to say I'm old. I'm just going to say I'm older. You know, sometimes as a person, we want to get back at people. Am I right? We want to get back. We, you hurt my feelings. I'm going to hurt your feelings back. You talk to me crazy, I'm going to talk to you back crazy. But God doesn't want that for us. You know, I learned the best revenge is to move on, get over it, and continue to succeed. Never give someone the satisfaction of watching you suffer. You just got to move forward. Come on, somebody say, you got to move forward. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what people say. Amen. The best revenge is to move on. Learn how to get over it. Yes, your feelings is real, but guess what? They don't care about your feelings. Get over it and continue to succeed. When you succeed and they say that you couldn't, that's your best revenge. And never, I don't care, amen, what they've done to you. Never give someone that much power in watching you suffer. You got to learn how to move under the anointing that God has blessed you in. See, God is going to show you grace right in the middle of your mess. <laughs> I guess it's just for me today. God is going to show you grace right in the middle of your mess. Not at the beginning, not at the end, but right there in the middle. <laughs> God's going to give you grace. I don't know about y'all, but I thank God for his grace and his mercy. No matter what I go through, I know I'm a survivor. And guess what? You will survive this storm that you're in. All of us is going through different things in our lives right now, and we feel like we're drowning. We're not going to make it, but you're going to survive this storm. Know how I know you survived the last storm he brought you through. And God's going to allow you to su survive this present storm that you're in. 
Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Can I preach and teach at the same time? I'm not, I don't feel like tuning up too hard. I just want to talk to you. Amen. Oftentimes we think the, the storm is going to kill you, but you are a survivor. And you're going to make it through everything that you're presently going through. It's just for a season. Once you come through this, you're going to say, Lord, I thank you for bringing me through. Why? Because you're chosen. You're chosen for greatness. You're chosen for purpose. You're chosen to succeed. He looked back but before you knew yourself and knew that you was going to be somebody. So you got to speak life back into yourself. Somebody said, speak life into yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to validate who you are. You got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, you don't need a cheerleader, amen, to clap for you. Amen. You got to learn how to clap for yourself. You're like, didn't I do that? Didn't I make it? Didn't I succeed? The devil thought he had me, but I got away. I still got my joy. I still got my peace because God is on my side. Let's go to the word of the Lord, the first Peter 2, amen, 9 through the 10th verse. First Peter, the second chapter, verses 9 through 10. And the word tells us, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should share forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past we were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. My brothers and my sisters, you have to know who you are. You are not people who stumble over Christ. You are, a people, are not a people who question who he is or refuse to believe him. You know who he is. And you have the right to stand and give God praise. You have the right to magnify him. You have the right to lift him up. It doesn't matter what others say. You know who you are in Christ Jesus. You are a people who believe in Christ. A people who are building your lives upon the foundation of the stones of God's Son. You know who you are. You have taken your lives and laid them upon him. You have entrusted your whole being into the keeping of Christ. Oh, you know who you are. You have the right to praise, and the devil tried to, to make you feel like you don't know who you are. You are peculiar people. You are holy. You are sanctified. Amen. And God has blessed you with favor. Amen. So you have the right to walk in the authority of God and proclaim that I am a conqueror. And no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I got a question. Do you know who you are? Do you know what God has purposed in your life to be? Amen. You are somebody in Christ Jesus. The word declares greater is he that is in you. That is he that is in the world. Do I got to witness anybody? Turn to my said, greatness is inside of me because Christ lives in me. Do I got to witness anybody? You have taken your lives and you laid them upon him. Amen. You have not just laid upon him, but you entrusted your whole being in Christ. Therefore, know who you are. You are. Somebody say, you are. 
the people of God. Amen. I thank God for those that's on Zoom watching and those that's on the YouTube and Facebook. And I thank you all, amen, that's here in person. Amen. I, I heard the bishop speak about on Friday night, our guest speaker last Friday. He says the problem is, amen, it takes 21 days, amen, for people, amen, to be able to uh, be able to do something regularly if it's just losing weight or are you just trying to work out or are you trying to change your behavior? What happened is uh, people are stuck, amen, in COVID because we've been in COVID longer than 21 days. We've been in COVID for over two years. So for two years, I just had to turn on Zoom and go to church. For two years, I just could go to Facebook to go to church. So when you talk about in person, it doesn't sound right anymore. Because I have made a 21-day habit of staying at home. I made a 21-day habit of just turning on the TV and watching Facebook and watching Zoom. So when you say gather together, you wonder where the people at. They're here. They're on Zoom. They're on Facebook. Amen. They just got to get back up used to coming to the presence of God's house. So I don't get scared when I don't see the massive. I realize that COVID has us stuck. Have us stuck in fear to praise God to gather together. But when you realize who God is, you can't keep yourself from coming to church. Because the happens is the presence of God, I could touch the TV all I want, but it's not the same presence. I could put my hand on the phone, it's not the same presence. But when I gather together in God's house, I begin to feel the presence of God. When it's two or three gather in his name, not two or three gather on Zoom, not two or three gather on Facebook, but two or three gather in his name, he shall be in the midst. Turn to you and say, I'm glad to see you. Aren't you glad you're in the presence of God? Aren't you glad that you came to the house of God, amen, to experience the power of the Holy Ghost? Can I preach and teach up in here? It's something about the power of God. The power of God, amen, will cause you to talk right. The power of God will cause you to change your life. The power of God will get a praise deep down inside of you. You just can't keep it to yourself. Can I preach and teach up in here? Turn to you and never know who you are. Never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Never be ashamed that you've been born again. Never been ashamed that God has forgave you of your sin. Don't be ashamed what God brought you out of. But testify how God worked a miracle in your life. Made a way when nobody else could make a way for you. Answer a prayer when nobody can give you an answer. Do I got a witness anybody? Amen. Healed your body when the doctor gave up on you. Amen. Just keeps on making a way out of nowhere. Every time I turn around. The Lord keeps on blessing me. Do I got to witness anybody? Every time I turn, the Lord does a new thing in my life. It's something about the power of God. Can I preach and teach at the same time? Turn to the neighbor. You don't know like I know. Come on, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You can't tell it like I can tell it. What the Lord has done for me. He made a way for me. He answered my prayer. He picked me up. He turned me around. Gave me joy when I had no joy. Do I got to witness anybody? Turn to you and say, he's a way maker. 
He's a mind regulator. Do I got to witness anybody? When you wasn't thinking, like God regulated your mind, he transformed your mind, he renewed your mind, he renewed your joy. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, know who you are. You know what kind of people you are. You God's people. You're a royal priesthood. Amen. You're peculiar people. Amen. We don't look like other folks look. We don't uh, go through trials like other folks go through trials. Folks think I lose my mind when I count it all joy when I'm going through my trials and my tribulations. They think I'm crazy when I put a praise on it, when I put a worship on my trial, when I put a praise. Come on. I, I just thank God when I'm in it because I know I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of better than when I came in. Do I got to witness anybody? Turn to your neighbor. God is good. Uh, if you don't praise him, guess what? I'll praise him for you. If you don't want your blessing, I'll take your blessing. Do I got to witness anybody? Uh, there's a praise down inside of me, and I got to get it out because God has been good to me. I say all the time, if you, if you can think, you can praise him. I begin to, let's begin to think of his goodness. Think about one thing. Come on, come on, think about two things. Uh, 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 come on, I know he did more than three for you. If you can think, you can praise him. So when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, I got the praise. I got the praise. Uh, I got the praise because he picked me up out of that mess. I got the praise because he touched my body. I got the praise because he made a way for me. I just got to praise him because I know it is him that made a way. Somebody said, God is good. I'm here to submit to you. Once you believe in God's son, oh, man, you become special to God. You become a special child to him because you gave your life to Christ. Amen. You begin to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You accept him as your personal savior. Then you begin to seek for the Holy Ghost. And God began to fill you with power to become a witness. And God gave you so much power, you got boldness in you. And now you just don't come, amen, timid, but you come to the throne of grace with boldness, expecting God to do something. Amen. When you are a child of God, amen, you can come to his throne with boldness, expecting God to do something because you have relationship with him. It's just like a child. A child comes to you bold. I'm hungry. Amen. They don't say, if you can feed me. They say, I'm hungry. And with boldness, they expect you to feed them. So when I come to God, God, I need you. When I call him, I expect him to show up because I'm his son. Do I got to witness anybody? Somebody said, you got to come with boldness. Come with boldness. Come with authority. Don't come bashful. Don't come timid. But say, Lord, I need you the more. Lord, I need a break. Lord, I need a deliverance. Lord, I need you to save my son. I need you to save my daughter. Lord, I need you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you're chosen and you belong to God. And you have authority. Amen. And have the right to say, God, I need help. Do I got to witness anybody? Uh, God. Somebody say God. Amen. God is so good that he looks beyond your faults. You ain't perfect. I guess I'm in the wrong church. You ain't perfect. But God looks beyond your faults and meets your needs. Amen. I'm glad God doesn't expect me to be perfect when I come to him. 
amen, he perfects me, amen, into perfection, but when I came, I was imperfect, and oftentimes, we make people think if they're not perfect, they cannot come to church. I found that at church is for imperfect people. It's when you grow, it's when you uh, become mature in Christ Jesus, and you begin to study and meditate and apply God's work. Our mission is to bring people of all nationalities to Christ, that they might grow to Christ-like, what? Maturity, the glorify God, what? what? The fruit which we bear according to Galatians 5, 26. So we see that growth, somebody said growth, to a Christ-like maturity. It takes time to get mature in anything that you're doing. So we had a gradually mature person to be able to get off the milk to begin eating the meat of God that they don't choke themselves. That's why you got to be gentle with kids. If you give a kid too much meat at one time and their teeth is not strong enough, then that's going to gum it and it's not going to chew down to the size that they can swallow it so that they begin to choke and gag. It you didn't bite the meat down enough for the children of God, and you killed them out of the church. I know I'm preaching up in here. Turn to your neighbors and neighbor. You got to be tender with people. You got to be tender. You got to be caring. You got to be patient. And man, you got to help them grow to a Christ-like maturity. You ain't always been matured in Christ, and you expect them to walk in like you are right now. But don't forget where God brought you from and how he allowed you to grow to a Christ-like maturity. Can I preach and teach at the same time? Turn to your neighbor. I need his grace. I need his mercy. I need his kindness every day. Without God, I cannot make it. No matter how hard I try, I keep on failing. But when I submitted myself to God, I drew closer to him, he drew closer to me. As I drew to him, he drew himself to me. Do I got to witness anybody? Amen. So as I draw closer to God, guess what? He draws closer to me. Amen. I submit myself to God, expecting God to change my life. Somebody said you got to expect expectation. You got to expect God to change your life. Amen. You got to understand that when we come with God, God begins to what? Renew our mind. It's something about how he renewed the mind of man, renewed the mind of woman. Amen. From once we once was thinking this way, our perception was here, but our understanding was limited because we was going off bus what we knew from our own past experiences. And our past experiences told us that we had to be evil. We had to do this way. We had to, uh, we got to beat this person. We had to get over this way. But when God begins to transform you, he begins to make you realize you can trust him. You can rely on him that he will provide for you, that he will heal your body, that he will answer your prayer, but your mind had to be renewed. Somebody said new mind, new mind, new mind, new mindset, new mind, new mindset, new mind, new mindset, new mind, new mindset. So I had to get a new mindset. I had to look at things differently. I can't look at things out of the same eye lenses that I once was looking at the world in. I had to look at people differently. I had to love people differently. Amen. I had to show compassion differently because my mind had to be renewed in order to do that. Because my mind was made up differently. Amen. I was taught to fight. I was taught to defend myself. If you talk bad back to me, I'm going to talk bigger back to you. If you threaten me, I threaten you. If you hate me, I hate you. But the Bible told me to hate my enemies. Love them that cursed me. So I got to witness anybody. But it came with a new mind. Somebody said a new mindset. 
That's why Romans 12 and 12 declares like this. And be not conformed to this world. Don't be like the world. Don't imitate the world. Conform to something is to yield to it. So my problem is I yielded to the world. I guess I'm by myself. I guess I'm the only one that yielded to the world. I, I, I didn't always sit, uh, do the same dance I dance like today. I didn't always sing the same songs I sing today. I didn't always do the same things I did because I was yielding to the world. I was conformed to it. That was what I was doing. That's what I was about. But the word says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. So every day I had to go to a renewal process. It didn't happen for one day for me. And even when I wake up now, I say, Lord, renew me. Lord, renew my mind. Lord, touch my mind. Touch my mind. Lord, heal my mind. Heal my mind. Renew my mind. Fix my mind. Touch me, God. I don't want to think like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to look. I, I need you to change my thoughts, my very being. I need you to do something new in me every day. Oh, I got to witness anybody. Hey, man, yes, I'm saved, but guess what? Sometimes that mind messed me up. Sometimes my own mind caused me to think evil. It caused me to think about revenge. It said, if you do this, I will get you back. That's the messed up mind of man. That's why my mind had to be renewed every day. Somebody said, every day. I'm struggling with my own mind. I guess my, I'm by myself. I'm by myself. I'm by my, am, I, am I by myself? Every day I'm struggling with my own mind. My struggle is not with my neighbor, with my friends, but every day I struggle within my own mind. My own mind got me tripping. I wake up tripping off my own mind. I, I, I go out the day that's tripping off the things I'm thinking. I said, Lord, renew my mind. I guess I'm by myself. You don't trip off your own mind. I, said, I don't know where that thought came from. It came from your own mind. Your mind is sometimes the devil. The mind that messes you up. Say, Lord, renew my mind and renew my spirit. In the name of Jesus, I need you. Do I got to witness anybody? You better talk back to your boy on today. Amen. Talk real stuff with me. Sometimes you just a trip. And you know you're a trip. And you feel your trip about to come on. And you try to warn them. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of hungry right now. I don't got nothing about your belly being hungry. You just tripping because your mind is tripping. And tell me if I feed your flesh, you're going to be okay? If I give you a steak, you're going to be better? If I give you some fish, you're going to be good? It takes me to feed your flesh for you to control your mind. You got to kill your flesh in order to control your mind. You better talk back to me on today. Turns to your neighbor, sometimes you just got to fast to fix your mind. You got to push that plate back to fix your mind. What happened is you feed that flesh and you think your mind is settled. No, you just fed the flesh and made it begin to settle the mind. But the mind is still going to mess you up. That's why you got to kill the flesh. And you kill the flesh by fasting and praying. Do I got to witness anybody? Oh, you got to pray. Somebody, you got to pray. That's why the word declares men must always pray and not to faint. Praying not to give up. Pray without ceasing. Pray and just keep on praying. Pray until your breakthrough come. Pray until your deliverance come. Pray until your healing come. You just got to pray until God touch your body. Can I preach and teach up in here? Says there's a neighbor, I got to pray. I know I better pray. If I don't pray, I might slap you. If I don't pray, I might cuss you out. But God, help me, oh God, not to think like that. Help me, oh God, to hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. I guess up in our own house on tonight. Turns to his neighbor. 
You don't want to mess with me when I'm in my wrong mind. You better help me keep my mind stayed up on him. The words, if I keep my mind stayed on him, he'll keep me in perfect peace. You don't got no peace because your mind is not on the Lord. Can I preach up in here? Turn to your neighbor, keep your mind on him. If you don't do nothing else, keep your mind stayed on him. If, if you don't want to lose your joy, keep your mind stayed on him. If you don't want to lose your peace, keep your mind stayed up on him. Do I got to witness anybody? As long as my mind is on him, I got hope. My hope is in him. Do I got to witness anybody? That's why the word declares in Romans the 8th chapter verse number 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. Uh, my problem is I was too much uh, minding the flesh. And not minding the spirit. Whatever made me feel good, I'm going to do. I didn't care what the church said. I didn't care what folks said. I'm going to do me. And, lo- and, and, and that's what y'all say. I don't care what pastors say. I'm going to do me and stay out my business. So I got to witness anybody. Amen. But I learned by doing me, amen, it caused too much heartache. I found too much pain doing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and when I wanted to do it. Amen. I had to submit myself back to God and say, God, how do you want me to do it? And when do you want me to do it? And how do you want me to do it? That's why the word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and then lean not to what? Your own understanding. And all that ways what? Acknowledge him. He do what? Direct your path. He'll order your footsteps. Don't oh, I can witness anybody. Amen. Don't you realize you're new? Somebody say, I'm a new creature now. Aren't you glad you're new? Aren't you glad you don't look like you used to be? I glad I testified to myself. I'm glad I'm not the Ronell I used to be. I'm glad I'm not the Ronell back then. I'm a new Ronell McGraw today. I'm glad that Ronell was not that dude that used to be out there sinful. I'm glad God transformed me and made me a new creature. And every now and then the devil try to make me feel like I ain't been made new. I, I guess I'm by myself. Every now and then the devil makes you feel like you're nothing. And then he don't have a conversation with your spirit. He have a conversation with your mind. Lord, have mercy. Have you ever woke up mad? I don't know why you mad. Wake up fighting. I don't know why you was fighting. The devil got in your dream. Make it seem like something was real and not real. This woman over here, my wife, for 33 years, hit me. I said, why are you hitting me? In my dream, you was cheating with another woman. In my dream, I seen you in the car. In my dream, I seen you laid up. I said, the devil, I've been laying here all night long. What the devil are you talking about? Stop swinging on me. Your mind is messed up. You better holler back at your boy. Y'all ain't never woke up fighting like that before? She said, uh-huh. Oh, Minister Kimlin got beat up too, I see. She said, uh-huh. Where you been? I've been here all night, honey. Your life's not here. You better holler back at me. Oh, yeah, what is anybody? Somebody said, new creature. Aren't you glad you're a new person in Christ Jesus? Hey, Amen. I'm glad I'm new because they let me know if I was that old dude, I would have got beat up. <laughs> I would have got kicked out. Do I got to witness anybody? Turns out I'm glad I'm new in Christ Jesus. 
I'm glad I knew. Somebody said, I'm glad I knew in Christ. I'm glad he changed me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad for the change. And I praise him for the change. I magnify him for the change in me. Amen. You know how God changed you. Don't act like you've been that good all your cotton-picking life. You know you had the devil up in you too, and you had to say, Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, wash me. Lord, if you bring me out of this this time, I promise I don't go back to it. And the next day you got drunk again, and you threw up again. Lord, if you bring me out this time, I promise I won't go back to it. But when you got real serious, when you got real serious, and you got sick and tired of yourself, do I got some sick and tired people in here? I'm by myself. I guess I'm by myself. I had to get sick and tired of me. I wasn't getting sick and tired of other people. I had to get sick and tired of Ronnell J. McGraw Jr. I had to keep it real with me, not with nobody else. I had to hold myself accountable because I got tired of failing. I got tired of failing. I got tired of being unhappy. I got tired of not feeling like I had self-worth. So I got tired of me, and I said, God, I need your help. I need you to change me, my thoughts, my total being. Amen. Everything I think that I'm not make me who I'm supposed to be. And I began to pray and I said, God, transform me. And he gave me that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. And it said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, Therefore, if any person be in Christ, he is a new creature. I said, in you, I become new. But I've done all this. He said, but in me, (laughs) any man that be in Christ, he becomes a new creature. And guess what? He wipes away the old things. He doesn't bring it up no more. He says, the old things are passed away. Know who brings up old things? You do. You bring up old things. He says, when you're in me, those will pass away, and those old things are gone away, but you keep bringing up them old things. So you can't stay in me because you keep living off your past. I said, huh? I'm talking to me. I know I I ain't crazy. I said, God must really be talking to me because I hear him. Am I talking to myself? He said, the problem is that you keep holding on to your old stuff, the old people in your life, the old surroundings. You can't break yourself from it. So when I keep and break myself from my old surroundings, I never became new. He says, you just feel my presence. That's all I was doing. I was feeling his presence. I come to Sunday, I felt his presence. I had a good dance, a good clap of hands, and it has some good song, but I just felt his presence, but I would go right back to the old surroundings. Somebody said old surroundings. See, that was the problem. I mean, with a lot of us, we cannot be successful because we continue to go back to our old surroundings. See, I stated before, too many people are not walking in a purpose because they are in a relationship with the wrong person. In relationship with the wrong people. And you wonder why you can't fulfill purpose. It's because you're in the wrong surrounding. So I had to come out from among them. I had to come out from among them and then separate myself. And then once I separated myself, I cannot go back and touch it again. And what happens is we separate, but then we begin to miss it. 
<laughs> I guess I'm preaching to the wrong crowd. You separate it and you become to miss it, then you go back to it. And you wonder why you're struggling with your uh, relationship with God because you're cheating. You're in a relationship with God and somebody else. And God told me, I'm a jealous God. You can't be with me and be with somebody else at the same time. You can't serve me part-time and give somebody else the other time. So I was only really serving God when church was open. But I was serving something else when the church door was closed. So I didn't really have purpose. Somebody scream out purpose. You understand, I'm going to get to this text. I'm going to get to it. I'm almost out of your way, amen, because I, I, I feel something here. When you understand purpose, I'm going to close that up now. You understand what God says in Romans 8.28. All things work together. Together. For good to them that are called according to his purpose. He says, how can I call you if you're not in me? So without purpose, I had no satisfaction. Without purpose, I had no driven. Without purpose, I had no motivation. Without purpose, I had no life. So I can't call you to purpose. Because the word says, uh, uh, we know that all things work together for the good to them that are called according to his purpose, right? That loves him. He says, you don't really love me because you have your own purpose. Oh, man, Lord, have mercy here. Let me get out Charles way here. So you think about this. If you're with somebody and you're not on the same agenda as them and have the same purpose, the household breaks apart. Divorce doesn't happen overnight. It happens gradually. Separation in the house doesn't happen overnight. They're no longer on the same purpose or driven the same way. So what happened to me, I'm going to testify for myself. I got saved, but I didn't really have his purpose. I liked it coming to church. I liked it <laughs> to have the fellowship. I liked the benefits of being able to uh, have fellowship with the saints. But I wanted to play the fence. Got to by myself here. When it was convenient for me, I was saved. When it was inconvenient for me, I wasn't saved. Ha, <laughs> ha, pastor, what are you talking about? It's not convenient for me to be saved, but everybody else that I hang around with is not saved. I needed to blend in. So they act, started cussing. I started cussing. They started drinking. I started drinking. They started laughing at nasty jokes. I was laughing at nasty jokes. But then I come back to worship, and I didn't feel them again. He says, I don't dwell in the unclean temple. I said, well, Lord, I'm here for worship, but you're unclean. I can't dwell within an unclean temple. Can I talk to you? My temple looked it clean on the outside. On the outside, I looked clean. 
but on the inside, I was dirty. He says, you have the appearance of being saved. Suit on, tie on, church, Sunday school, pay my offering, tithe, have the appearance, but your heart is dirty. It's dirty. Everybody respected me. You see, I was a church guy. But when I got away from the church, I went back to my old friends and got dirty, unclean. And what happens is people begin to talk. And you get mad. They judge you. They're not judging you. They just know the same people you know. <laughs> Nobody judging you. Nobody talking about you. I started to say, like, they're judging me. God said, they're not judging you. Seattle's small. Everybody's in the same circle. As the church folks see me come out, the sinners see me come out. I was going to both circles. And I got mad and said, the church is judging me. No, the church wasn't judging me. They was expecting my fruit. So I had to ask God to forgive me. I did. I hope I'm talking to somebody. Until I got tired of me. That's when I changed. Until I got tired of me. Everybody else is already tired of me. <laughs> that didn't matter to me. Until I got tired of me. That's when I changed. Everybody else was already tired of me. They were tired of telling me, tired of trying to pray for me, tired. Until I got tired. That's when change came in my life. I got a question for you. Is anybody in here tired? Are you tired of yourself? Are you tired of all of the excuses you make? Are you tired of always making the same mistake? That's when change comes. Deliverance came from me when I got tired of me. What do you mean, Pastor? I had to get delivered from my old surroundings. That's lonely walk. Guess what? And they respect me more for not showing back up. I thought they'd be mad at me. They had more respect for me for not showing back up. Because now they knew I was real. We're standing to our feet. This is a self-check thing today. Are you, are you, are you, are you tired of yourself? If the question is yes, you don't got to confess to me. The word says in the word of God, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that God has raised his son from the dead, you shall be saved. That's how simple it is. Once you accept God, then you begin to work on yourself. That's all I did. So repeat after me. So Lord Jesus, I accept you. As my personal Savior. This day, I renew my life back to you. Lord Jesus, help me to help myself. Lord Jesus, I thank you for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. In Jesus' name, we pray.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation. 